0: great day amazing human welcome to the empowered in my skin podcast where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways Empowered humans empower humans so you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today my name is Inke Chi I'm not only your host but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with featured guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to the next episode of Empowering My Skin, the podcast. Our next guest is a business efficiency consultant Executive mentor, certified high performance coach, and the founder of Sustainable, luxury stationery brand, Ponderly Paper and Planners. Her mission is to help high achieving professionals and entrepreneurs create space in their schedules and find the sweet spot where ease and efficiency meet so they can feel fulfilled from work to weekend. Through her work-life balance optimization, leadership coaching, and effective planning and organization systems, she empowers her clients to achieve outstanding results while getting the rest that they crave. As the founder behind Ponderly Papers and Planners, she has created innovative tools to support individuals in organizing their thoughts and setting meaningful goals and taking consistent actions and has been featured on Enterprise Nation UK, BBC Radio, and Authority Magazine. With a proven track record of success, she is a trusted expert in optimizing performance and achieving work-life inter- integration. She lives in Doha, Qatar with her husband and twin girls. Please join me in giving a big, gigantic podcast welcome for Karina Lawson. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for a a meaningful conversation
0: today. I'm very excited. And I also have to share full transparency. Like you are the first person that I have interviewed that lives in the Middle East. I not from the Middle East, but that is currently living as we're conducting the interview. So I love this. This is exciting.
1: Thank you. That's so exciting. I'm I'm living the Middle East by way of Brazil, so that's great.
0: That's and we'll probably touch a little bit of that. I hope on. So, what has been your most empowered thought that you've had for this day so far?
1: For this day is basically how I want to lead my week. Uh, I have some health goals that I want to achieve, and I want to feel better in my skin. And so I was. I'm at my parents' house right now. I came to visit and on my drive here, I was already thinking about like, how can I best put my foot forward, um, starting tomorrow so that I meet my health goals. And I was already trying to get those Europe pathways <laughs> in order to make sure that I achieve that tomorrow.
0: I love that. And, uh, you talked about, uh, you are in the middle East by way of Brazil. So can you talk a little bit of, can you take us a little bit on that journey?
1: Sure. So in the early 90s, my parents moved to the Middle East uh, with my sister and I. So we originally from the south of Brazil and uh, my dad works in football. And so we that's how we came to live and work here in Doha, Qatar. So I grew up here. I went to university in um, Indiana in the States. And um, that was a wonderful four years of my life. And then after that, I got a job offer. Here in Doha, so I came back um, to live and work uh, here as well, and then I went to do my masters in the UK, and um, that was a wonderful experience too. And so I'm still here, and now i am married with uh, twin girls.
0: So how was the? How was having the World Cup in Qatar?
1: it was so fun it was a wonderful atmosphere there were people from all over the world that we got to meet lots of Brazilians came up so which was great um it was really well organized and uh the children got to really experience what it was like to have um the country where they live to host the world cup i got the opportunity to feel that excitement when i when i lived back in brazil when i was very young um so it was really nice and it came full circle for us
0: mm mm-hmm. That's awesome, because Brazil is a big, big football co- country, right, with, uh, with yeah. Pele, yeah. <laughs> so what inspired you to, I'm, I'm fascinated, actually, um, because everything that I just read in your bio is what, like, just motivates me, um, and especially as a corporate woman, and I love, you know, just finding that way to build harmony or balance, I like to call it harmony, but balance from from work to weekend, but what started, what inspired you to start your business?
1: Absolutely. It was almond milk, uh, funnily enough. <laughs> um, basically, a very well-meaning friend told me um, to make homemade almond milk as I was looking after my six-month-old twins at the time and working full-time. And I actually tried. I went on Pinterest. I you know, tried to make the almond milk. Uh, FYI, mine did not taste very nice. Um, but I had no business at the time to do that from scratch. Um, I could have very well picked that up from the store, (laughs) but, um, I felt this intense pressure to do that. Um, and at the time I was overscheduled, overweight and successful. And at one point I realized when I looked at my planner that I wasn't in it, but my children's appointments were, Mm. um, I wasn't forgetting to pick up things from the supermarket. Like I wasn't forgetting to look after my home. I was on point at work, you know? Um, and I, I don't want my children to ever go through that. So I created a product that, um, leads productivity from a place of, um, putting themselves on the agenda. I don't ever want my children to one day turn around and feel like they didn't look after their health and just, you know, just to, to let you know, and I'm sure many people listening to this may, may do this in their own lives. They reschedule their own appointments. Like they're, you know, their monthly, um, I don't know, uh, health checks or, Oh, I can, I can I'm not feeling like uh, I'm feeling okay. I don't necessarily have to go to the doctor. And what happened to me was is that I had not one, but two raging autoimmune conditions that I had. I looked after them, um, and didn't just brush them off as, Oh, I just need to, to sleep a little bit, you know. Um I would have felt infinitely better. Um and, and I would have been at my best and not given my family the rest of me, but instead the best of me, right? So I don't ever want my children or anyone um that I come in contact with or not to ever have to be put into in that place. Um so Lily planners are made so that the to-do list is small on purpose so that something that you need to do actually deserves a place there and actually will lead you to to drive your goals. Um, It starts with uh, basically uh, positive intentions, it ends with gratitude, and there's space for healthy habits, um, but without being overly prompted. Um, I found that so many planners on the market had so many prompts that just made me feel worse and worse about how I led my days. and um, it leaves room for for you essentially. Um, and I basically opened my business with 15 minutes every day that I had to put my twins to bed and um, looking on my phone, like how to, like I would just basically Google how to uh, do this or how to do that. and little by little, um, actually led to a company that, um, that I'm really proud of today.
0: Wow. That's, um, there's so much to unpack there because there's so much that you inspired, um, from what you just said. So the first one I I realized is like, um, what I got from you is actually a practice that I've started, which is before I write my to-do list, I write my to-be list, right? Because, when you don't know who you want to be, you tend to leave things out on the on the stuff that you need to do, you know. Until before you know it, nothing about you, essentially, is on your list to help grow you. Um, so you, you absolutely. You, mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, that is such a wonderful practice because it leads, um, it allows you to lead your day, you know, with your best foot forward. Um, in the sense that once you know who you want to be the interactions that you have with people will be so much more proactive rather than reactive. You can be so grounded in the notion of exactly how, like who you are and how you want to show up in the world. And your actions will then be led and guided by that, um, which is so important. How many, like there's so many, Like a lot of my clients say that, you know, oh, the day just got the best of me. Um, but they didn't define what that was. From the beginning, what is like, who, how do you want to show up? Or like, what does the best of you look like, feel like, Hmm. speak like, you know, essentially. Um, So it's a wonderful and uh, supportive practice actually to do that, right? Your to be list instead of your to-do list.
0: And your, your product, um, Ponderly Paper and Planners, what, um, like, what have you heard back from people in terms of how it's helped them contribute, it has contributed to improve efficiency and productivity?
1: Oh, one of the things that people say is that they love not only the feel of the material of it, it our planners are eco-friendly um, and they're made with soy-based ink. So they feel and they, they, they actually like have a really nice scent to them uh, just because of the natural uh, products that we use. But they feel that it's not overly, it doesn't have like so many prompts like, oh, I should be thinking about this. and should be thinking about that. There is room for them. There's space. Um, it allows them to create um, not only how they want to uh, lead their professional lives, but their personal lives um, as well. Um, so it's a place where they can actually put their thoughts and their to-dos in a way that one doesn't take over the other.
0: Mm-hmm. I like one of the things that you talked about, and maybe you can elaborate on the why. You mentioned that there isn't... Uh, I, well, I want to make sure I got that right. Are Do you limit in your planner, the amount of to-dos you can have in a given period of time?
1: Well, people use the planner differently, and we encourage people to define what – I always say that productivity is personal. However, I did design the to-do list box to be intentionally – Just not very big. It's there. You can put things on it, but it's not very big. Uh, Because if I gave you, like, or if I gave anyone else listening to this uh, a small piece of paper to write their to-dos, I would probably write them down. If I get, like, as an experiment, if I gave them an A4 piece of paper uh, or a legal size piece of paper, they would fill it with -hmm. things. And then what would happen at the end of the day is that they would accomplish some of those things, uh, perhaps not all of them, And then what would happen is that they would feel like, oh, you know, like they would feel a little bit crappy that they didn't get to everything. Mm -hmm. And that's my intention is so that people put the right things and they're efficient instead of just productive. They do the right things well uh, Mm -hmm. with maximum capacity rather than doing all kinds of things. So it depletes them at the end of the day. And um, I want people to feel accomplished from the very start of their day, uh, whether or not they accomplish all the things on their to-do list so the reason why I designed it in this way is so is so that it's con- conducive for them to um do the things on their that they put in their to-do list because it's not too big in the first place
0: I love what you said about um which the comment you just made about a focus on doing the right things well I love that that's so that's so key to achieving our goals so how do you Or what are your tactics for sticking to goals, especially when the calendar start getting, I hate to, I'm I'm trying to not use the word busy, but start getting more full?
1: Yeah, so um, I write my goals out every day, every single day, I have five goals that I want to achieve by the end of the year. And I, before I turn my computer on at work, I actually write them out mm-hmm. um, so that I don't forget them. And I live by my goals. Um, so they're top of mind every time. Sometimes I see so many times, like people have this uh, word of the year and they write a letter to themselves and they write their goals and they don't revisit that mm. until the end of the year. And they're like, oh man, like I didn't actually do that. So every action that I do, um, like basically stem from those five goals. They may not necessarily be related to my business or my profession. They may just be related to my health, for example. But every single day, there's one to do on my list that is re- directly related to one of, to all those five goals, something small. And sometimes, like, I write them out. Um, so I have this habit of writing out my goals because we retain so much more of what we write down. So I write them out and then I write for the week um, a few things related to those goals. And then next to it, I actually write the time that it takes because we can get so overwhelmed about like, ooh, you know, like it feels so big. But in fact, sending an email, for example, for a potential potential partnership or for a potential um, job application, the email itself doesn't take that long. So it allows me to actually... Put pen to paper and get out of my head, um, and into action mode, and you know limit the amount of time that I'm spending on a particular task, mm-hmm. uh, because if we give ourselves again, like back to um, what I said earlier, if we write our to-dos on a small piece of paper as opposed to an A4 or a legal piece of paper, we're going to allow that task to increase and become a burden. And then some people might procrastinate because they feel it's so big. Mm-hmm. So once I look um, down at my notes, I'm like, oh, actually, that walk can be for 30 minutes. How can I make Then it just doesn't feel like I have this big health goal, you yeah. know, that I yeah. want to achieve at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. And that resonates with me right now, especially it's hitting me differently, as I sit here in this interview with you, because, um, you know, especially in the last two 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 and a half months, I've been going through um, um, some career stuff that was really intense, and um, and there's some stuff that I have... T- set out to do in 2023 for myself just as a human and I think I'm still looking at it I realized as I'm listening to you speak I'm still looking at the mountainous mountainous goal versus like you just said it was when you said an email I'm like you know what I didn't even send that email this week you know when I just uh it's about really I know what the mountainous goal is it's there I see it I've written it down but it's it's just decomposing it into these small um attainable um um activities or tasks that you can start to start you know and everything builds right it builds you build momentum and um until finally you're like oh man when did that when did i achieve that how did i just achieve that goal yeah
1: absolutely and you know i really sympathize um for what you're going through at work so many people are i'm hearing so many clients talking about this and sometimes it can get the best of us and so when it and we might feel like we're not in charge of our lives, you know, because work can take such a huge part. It is such a huge part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing our goals down allow us to lead our lives first, mm-hmm. so that we can live them well. You know, we can lead our lives well. Um, and I, this is something I've learned recently. Um, For for a very similar reason, actually, Um, it's like sometimes you might feel like, you know, like a certain situation or a person um, or your profession is getting the best of you. Um, And then and then you're like, hang on a second. How can I feel a little bit more um, present in my own life? Excuse me. (laughs) You know, um, you were given one life to live. Like, how can how can we take a little bit more space?
0: Mm. And I, I love you're dropping some nuggets. This, I I want to make sure I got this one well. I think you said lead our lives well so we can live well. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about work life integration and balance because I think that's along the lines of what we're we're speaking about. And it's been such a buzzword and and um, for many people. And I've always had a challenge with balance, truly because I picture like two sides like this the scale and each side is even and and so for me i think about like harmony and when i when i listen to a lot of what you're talking about what i actually hear is this like harmonious and how you can actually drive that harmony through how you plan life right so let's just let's talk about there like what's still a misconception that you feel um um lives in that space when we talk about work-life balance or integration um, that makes it so hard for people to, to figure out for themselves?
1: Oh my God. I love talking about this so much. (laughs) So my daughter Mila loves to cook. Mm -hmm. Okay. She loves to cook. And um, Nina, my other daughter, she loves to bring her the the different things, like whether they're baking and they put them on the scale, like to see if they're measuring and, you know, like, getting all the ingredients right and i feel like there's such a similarity when people talk about productivity and you know they talk about the scale like you just mentioned and what often people forget is that the scales need to be calibrated Mm. for that cake to come out right Mm. i'm going to say that again the scales need to be calibrated for that cake to come out right Mm. and um whatever cake you're baking in your life um even if there's nothing on the scale if there's nothing on the scale if the scale is not set to zero it is not going to come out right mm-hmm. so what that translated like you know few, like i would say 5 or more years ago um my scales weren't calibrated my health wasn't right but i didn't see it and i was putting more things on the scale taking things off experimenting experimenting keeping myself busy on that okay i'm going to put a little bit of this a little bit of that and hope that it balances and it wouldn't balance. So what I think what we need to think about is instead of thinking of balance as two things being on opposing sides, um, you know, when we ride a bike, we have to sway side to side, you know? Um, And in thinking about it in those terms, I think lends itself to know when you need to be in alignment with your goal, like the So people ask me all the time, how did you manage? And I still do. I still work a nine-to-five job that I absolutely love. Um, How do you work a nine-to-five job? You have, you know, twin girls at home and you've got like a business. How do you balance it all? I was like, I had to find alignment between all of those things. Mm. I knew that my higher purpose was to serve people um, to make empowered decisions with their time. So once I defined what that higher purpose was, it almost felt like everything around me aligned. In like down to my children not sleeping very well at night, um, allowed me to um, then have to sit down with them, at, you know, um, at bedtime. And then, because I was sat there for so long trying to put them to sleep, um, I would then go on my phone and for those 15 minutes, 20 minutes, however long it was, try to Google how to open a business or take a little course, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then from there, like, I would then meet the right people um, during my lunch break. My big shout out to my lovely friend, Kate, who's a graphic designer, who then taught me um, how, like, you know, to align different things so that the weekly spread of our planner would be what it is today. Mm. So all those experiences, all of those, um, all those different people that I met, it was a result of alignment. And, Mm. you know, at one point you need to pause. There's so much promise in the pause, you know, when you just kind of take a step back and go like, okay, here are the things that are on my scale. Let me take a few things off and kind of assess, whether or not my scale is aligned correctly mm. if it's like you know if it is it calibrated what do i need so instead of worrying over the different things on the plates of the scale um when you think about that middle bit of the scale right um and think about how is my health like how, am i feeling safe is my central nervous system regulated what are some of the things that i'm doing to regulate my central nervous system am i eating well am i sleeping well right? Am I around the right people who are going to support and nourish me? And if I'm not around the right people, what do I need to bring in to do that for myself? And then, and then that's when we think about the things that go on the plates of the scale, right? So that's how I think about productivity in terms of the scale.
0: Oh, I love it. You're actually, so speaking my language, girl. And uh, it's when you speak and <laughs> when you say the, well, the biggest thing that came to me is a quote from my an amazing friend, Victoria Pelletier. She always says where there's conviction, there's capacity. But the other thing that you said to me, it's like, yes. um, yeah. Right. And so I think another thing that's to add to that too, is about having a really high purpose. Right. So when you have a high purpose for yourself, then when you start to think about alignment, there's something that you can actually direct it to. Does this align with that higher purpose? And so very similar to you, mine, which is a big part of this podcast and everything I do with empower to my skin, is to help one billion people in this world think in ways that are empowering. And so I, you know when I th- if there's anything that I'm doing that's not serving that higher purpose, it's out of alignment and needs to come off the list, right? Yes,
1: exactly. And then you end up seeing that the things that come onto the list or the things that are left on the list yeah. are things that don't feel like they take up any yeah. time at all.
0: Yeah. Because you
1: yeah. enjoy doing them. Yes,
0: yes. And they don't feel exhausting. You don't feel tired. That's why yes. that, that whole being is so much more important. First, you got to know what directionally who you are and what you want to do in life. And otherwise yeah you you will fall victim to everything that everyone else wants you to do until you're just exhausted yeah so i want to i want to pursue just as a final question before i get into rapid thrivers is and i'm i'm in canada so let's just talk situationally i'm in canada you you came to um the middle east via brazil Um, but as you start to think about your work and where you are currently right now, are there any specific nuances that you can maybe share or even help people think about like if, if there are cultural nuances that might change or influence like work-life balance and efficiency in different regions around like or countries around the world? Like, is there a different way we should be looking at that or is it really a one size fits all?
1: Oh, it's never one size fits all. (laughs) Like for example, um, Here in the Middle East, the workday starts incredibly early. Mm. And I have a lot of friends who work um, jobs that are not desk jobs. Like my best friend is a captain at an airline. My other friend is um, a nurse at a hospital. Um, The other one is a doctor. They don't have a nine-to-five schedule. And a lot of the productivity – this is where I get on my soapbox. Disclaimer, everybody listening – Uh, and you may resonate with this a lot of people who see um productivity tips and tricks and all all the other things which are definitely have a place they're not necessarily meant for people who work shifts Mm. or people who are in challenging seasons of life Mm. and I want you to really hear me when I say this that that's okay Mm. um my work day begins at 10 past seven which means that waking up at 5 a.m. to go and take a cold plunge and journal and walk and run and um, stretch and do yoga. That is not realistic for this season of my life. Um, And also, I didn't really necessarily want that to be, you know, realistic for my life. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. When I was eight years old, I actually figured out a way to sleep in my uniform just so that I could get more hours of sleep. Um, I I need to sleep a lot and my parents always wondered why I was waking up with wrinkly uniform, but that's besides the point. What I'm here to say is that you were an individual and just because like, especially like for example, if you're an entrepreneur and then you see a lot of people in their entrepreneurial space that talk about being in the 5am club and the cold plunges and the saunas and the things like that. If your life does not look like that right now, please know that that's okay Mm -hmm. and your life is still beautiful and still productive Mm -hmm. and still valid. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, do your thing, kick ass and take names, Mm -hmm. like whether or not you do those things. Um, I am certainly like, yes, I own a productivity company. I am not a morning person Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Um, and I can still feel productive and effective and efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, in my own way, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you are listening to this and you're a new mom, your only job is to keep that little one alive and to keep yourself healthy and happy. And that is it. Mm. Whether or not you make almond milk with your own bare hands or you get it at the supermarket, (laughs) that both, both are valid. Um, You don't let anybody else tell you that this is the only way that you should do something. So for those people who are listening, who work shifts, who have, um, a job that is not a nine to five, that you have, um, different working hours. Um, I hear you there, there are productivity is absolutely personal and there are ways that you can feel accomplished in your own way, like to suit the season and this reason of life as well. People talk about the seasons of life all the time. And sometimes you just, there is a reason why you're not doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, there is a reason why, um, you may, it may not be possible right now for you to wake up at 5am and go for a run. And that's still okay. And you can still hit your goals and you can still be the wonderful person that you're meant to be.
0: Oh, thank you for that. That's powerful. Productivity is personal. That's uh, that's big. Love that. That might even have to be the title of this, this amazing, this amazing interview. Productivity is personal. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. So I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers. (laughs) When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind? Okay. When you think of someone who inspires you. for Leo? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start all over from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers. The first question is when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first?
1: Okay. Actually, my grandmother. Um, She raised my dad as a single mom. She was successful in her career. And she never felt hurried. And she raised me as well while my mom was working. And she made it feel like anything was possible. She still does. Mm.
0: I love that. What is a daily activity that helps you stay empowered?
1: I would have to say writing down my goals every single day before I even turn my computer on. Like I need to know that I'm living like I'm like all my activities during the day are gonna be geared towards those five goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I feel accomplished and that I feel that I'm with operating from a place of um
0: clarity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What is a book that has helped you with your thrive?
1: I would have to say the five second rule by Mel Robbins. Mm. Um, Yes, because there was a moment in my life where I felt like I could not get out of, out of bed Mm -hmm. um, for many reasons. uh, And her book was one of the things that i I actually listened to it on audiobook, and I felt incredibly inspired um to just take that one next step mm-hmm. um, forward, even if that next step was just getting out of bed mm-hmm. and having a shower. yeah,
0: five four three two one. Uh, what is an app that helps? Yes. What is an app that helps you with your thrive?
1: Oh, I love the app, Sun Summer. And what I love about it is that um, although I am primarily a paper planner uh, type of girl, there are some of my goals that I don't love. Like in, in the sense that some of the tasks under those goals um, that I don't necessarily love to do, and, but I know that I need to do them. And we all have those tasks. And SEMMA allows you to um, align a to-do with a goal and allows you to set a timer which I really love and um, it's something I've gotten the practice of doing one of the things that I do in my business is content creation and and being on camera is something that I'm not too crazy about so when I need to film a video or I need to um, speak to camera um, like by, by myself which feels very odd if I'm talking to someone on zoom that's perfectly fine but like talking about the business on my phone, it just feels very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I write it out and I add it to Sunsama and I give myself a time, I am a lot more likely to get it done um, than than not. So I love, and also that Sunsama aligns with Asana. So I always get that little, when you complete a task, there's like this little unicorn that comes out. (laughs) So I love that they (laughs) were able to gamify it in that way. Um, Yes. Uh, That's an app that I I check in daily with.
0: Can you spell it?
1: Yeah, it's um, um, S-U-N-S-A-M-A, sun, summer. Summer.
0: Okay, I'm going to check that one out. And last uh, question is, what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you and your thrive?
1: people assume I'm a morning person. I am not. My mother will tell you that I'm not my dad, my children, my, uh, like everybody who knows me well, they know that I am the five more minutes person. You know, I just, I don't love to wake up early because I already do like just where based on where I am in the world. Um, But yeah, on weekends, I'm definitely sleeping in. That's where you'll find me until about 9am in bed.
0: (laughs) I love that. And so where do we find more of you online?
1: Absolutely. You can find me at uh, we are weareponderlily um, on Instagram. And I answer all of my direct messages myself. And you can also find me at ponderlily.com. And if you're struggling with... Um, Setting rhythms and routines for your workday. I have uh, a free printable library that has a one-page rhythms and routines for work that um, basically summarizes everything I talked about um, and that allows you to create a plan um, so that you can leave and lead lead your life well.
0: I love it. And uh, as a final uh, question for you, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm.
1: It means that even as a person of color, you can go after the dreams that you want, you matter, you're seen. Um, and there are so many other people who need to hear this message, especially uh, for young people of color as well, um, who may not see uh, people who look like us like on social media or anything like that. So I think it's really important to um, to be seen and heard in uh, from a place of... Um, of empowerment and to really help other people out there um, who may be feeling that they they have none. So, uh-huh.
0: thank you for that, and uh, Karina, thank you so much for sharing energy with me. It's been a, a real joy. I've gained some really wonderful insights. There's been a lot of things that have hit me differently um, hearing them um, in this moment and experience with you. So, thank you and thank you for the work that you're doing.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you today and I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. I love it. And to everyone that's listening, this is sadly where I have to say we're out. <laughs> bye. bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelo said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS. If you would share this episode and tag us, or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered of My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.